Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Outsmarting Your Human. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and I haven't posted on here in a long time. I also have another podcast called Astrology Now Podcast, where I post a lot about Vedic sidereal astrology, and it's my love. I've spent a lot of time on it. Again, posted many, many more segments. If you're interested in astrology, I do recommend checking it out. Um, but I want to give this podcast some love. And I created Outsmarting Your Human so that there is a platform to talk about things like self-doubt or relationships and spirituality, other aspects of spirituality that go beyond Vedic astrology, which, you know, I think that Vedic astrology can be applicable to pretty much everything. But if I have a platform for Vedic astrology, I want to try not to oversaturate it with other things that are maybe not as related to astrology. So... Um, I did just want to throw that out there. Be sure to check it out. But today, I did want to talk about self-doubt and comparison. I think that these are some pretty big thieves of happiness <laughs> and and jealousy, you know, and, and how we can transform these feelings into more positive feelings. And something else to keep in consideration something to acknowledge is that these ideas and these feelings of jealousy and comparison um self-doubt I feel like it's kind of naturally ingrained in our culture I think that and this isn't to demonize anything or shame anything I think that with our platforms with things like social media it's really easy to compare and to put ourselves next to somebody else and ask ourselves why we're not there why we're not doing what they're doing you know and, and we kind of play this game with ourselves where we never think we're going to be good enough and the thing is is that when we're acting from a place of trying to prove our worth you know because if we're in a space where we feel jealous we feel like we're comparing ourselves to other people we feel like we're never going to be good enough generally not all the time but a lot of the time our actions are going to be out of fear it's going to be out of a place of trying to prove our own worthiness of trying to get others to accept us it's like we're constantly bidding for our own worth and if we can learn not to get hijacked by those emotions of jealousy, of comparison, I'm going to keep repeating them, of comparison, of self-doubt, if we can learn how to turn our mind away from those things, we can really start acting from a place of authenticity and security and living in alignment with our purpose, not somebody else's purpose, but with our purpose to feel good inside of ourselves and strengthen our intuition while we're at it. Because again, when we're getting hijacked by these feelings, we completely lose touch of our authenticity and of our intuition. So what does that look like? You know, I think that what this can look like is someone starts a business and it's something similar to what you've wanted to do. And then immediately ideas will come up like, well, I'm never going to be good enough to do that. They took my idea, so now I can't do it oh, they're always taking my ideas, you know, we may accuse them of stealing our idea. All of these thoughts may kind of come up, like I'm never going to be that good, I can't do what they're doing, you know, even though that's something that we want inside of ourselves. 
And so learning how to witness somebody else fulfilling these things and turning that energy, turning those emotions into something that's constructive, because the truth is that all of those feelings that are happening within you, you are in control of. And I know it's hard. I know it's hard work. I'm not saying it's easy work, but everything that you are experiencing is a byproduct of your mindset that is not necessarily rooted in reality. And it probably has some sort of wounded distortion to it. And so what do I mean by wounded distortion? A wounded distortion is, let's say, and this is not a technical term, this is just my terminology through therapy and other things I've picked up. Let's say um, I have been told I'm never going to be good enough and I can never achieve what I want to achieve and I'm never being validated by my caretakers and my partner talks down to me. If all of these external factors of really important players in your life, because remember, we are going to use what other people perceive of us, their perceptions of us. They're like a mirror. So if everyone is constantly in our early life growing up, if the main players are telling us, hey, you're not good enough, you're not going to amount to anything, you can't do this, we're going to cultivate this distorted image of who we are and what we're capable of that is not, and I'm going to say that again, is not rooted in reality. There is no truth to that. It's false. It is not real. It is distorted. It's coming from a wounded, distorted place that was instilled through the false perception of other people. That is not true. Okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that right now. But that perception that we have of ourselves, it is true for now. And it's something that we're going to have to slowly deconstruct. Okay, we have to be able to see ourselves in truth and authenticity. So we're looking at these images with this false perception act, you know, from this like wounded place. And we think that it's true. What we need to start deconstructing within ourselves is taking that jealousy, that resentment, that anger. None of these things are good. You know, this is just some person living their life. They're, this literally has nothing to do with you. Taking those feelings and turning it into that person inspires me. That person is doing something that I would really love to do. Maybe I could even learn something from them. This person is motivating me. Oh my gosh, I see that it's possible to do this thing that I wanted to do. So I'm going to create it with my own spin. This person is offering a service to the world. It's going to benefit people. There are so many people to help and to serve. I know that my offering is just going to continue to help serve and uplift people. And especially if you're coming from one of these communities where it really is, I mean, I, I feel like most things are to serve and help people, right? Because when we open a business, it's to offer someone something. So somewhere someone wants to buy it, right? So there's never enough. Your whatever you have to offer somebody out there needs it. So this is just in the business mindset, right? But this could be with anything. This could also be if someone is dating the person that you want to date. Wow. <laughs> this is a big one, right? 
this is when all the things get triggered. Relationships is when everything comes to the surface because relationships and intimate partnerships are the only thing really that has the weight to trigger those deep rooted things that our caregivers kind of instilled in us. Relationships are huge. So, okay. So someone is wanting to date the person that you wanted to date. Feelings of jealousy, feelings of comparison, feelings of self-doubt. The truth is that that person who's choosing not to date you, this has nothing to do with you. Isn't that wild? Their decision not to date you likely has very little to do with you. Now, there are some situations where you're in a relationship and you break up because of something that you did or something that you said. That's a different story, you know, because we do have to be responsible in our relationships and take responsibility for these things. But if it's just like there's some person you wanted to date them, they ended up going out with somebody else instead, their decision is their decision. And those emotions that you have within you, again, they're coming from inside of you. There's something hurt inside of you that likely stems back to something years and years and years ago, way beyond anything we're probably even conscious of. And so we get triggered and we get upset and we start having self-doubt, turning those emotions around, you know, and it is possible. It is possible to find appreciation. But what I would really want to say is turn that those thoughts into appreciation for yourself, appreciation for yourself, respect for yourself, admiration of yourself, reminding yourself what you do have to offer, directing your attention towards your own life. Instead of investing all of this time and energy into the outer world, into this person who wants to be with someone else, it's not worth your time. It's not worth your energy. Redirect that love and that attention and that affection back to yourself. Give yourself the tender, loving care you need in those types of sensitive moments, you know? And this is a superpower. I mean, this is something that takes a long time to do, but I want to throw these concepts out because it's absolutely possible. It's totally possible. But anyway, I wanted to give these examples to demonstrate how it could potentially show up and ways that we can harness them and turn them into different feelings. And so on a basic level, something to think about is when the feelings of comparison arise, when you start comparing yourself to someone else, as hard as it is, trying to turn it into appreciation, appreciation for the other person, what it is about them you admire what it is about them that you like, and also understanding that there is something about you that cannot be copied. It's complete, it's whole, it's beautiful, and it's perfect in the here and now, you know, and you have something to offer that nobody else can do just like you do. Just like that person has something about them that no one else can do just like they do it. We all have our unique strengths and our unique offerings. Is it possible when you feel comparison or when you feel jealousy to turn that into appreciation and love for this other person and also cultivating the same for yourself it will completely transform your life and the main purpose of me bringing any of this up is because when we experience that constant comparison when we experience self-doubt we get disconnected from our inner compass we get disconnected from our unique purpose. We get disconnected from our intuition. And so if we're wanting to live our lives in any sort of alignment, 
with any sense of purpose and wholeness and completeness, we have to be able to operate from our inner space of authenticity and with our intuition as a guide as well. So how do we do that? Trying to limit how often we get hijacked from these more negative feelings by constantly noticing when they come up and turning them into something positive. When you feel hate, can you turn it into love? When you feel jealousy, can you turn it into admiration? When you feel fear, can you turn it into courage by knowing no matter what happens, you'll be able to face it. You're going to be able to face it with a courageous mindset. You know, because the truth is that we are always going to have obstacles. We're always going to have people trying to compete with us. You know, I don't believe really in competition (laughs) because first I think competition is a good thing, but I also think that um, what we have and what we're offering is enough, you know. Um, Can we turn this feeling of inertia due to self-doubt. It's like we do not want to act because we don't think that we're worthy of it. Can we turn that feeling into action of service? You're offering something because you want to give from the heart. It's not for any specific reason. With this idea, um, there are many, many beautiful ancient teachings. And from the Vedantic lineage, there's this idea of acting without expectation. It's acting for the act itself, not worrying about the outcome of that action. This is liberation. So you want to start a podcast. You want to start a podcast on spirituality. Do it. Don't worry about how many people listen to it. Don't worry about how it's received. Don't worry about any of these things. If it's from the heart, if it feels like something you have to do, then you have to do it. That's my philosophy. If you're wanting to start a business, you know, and you feel like you could generate the resources, it's something that you've been wanting to do, but you've been kind of nervous. It's something that you really, really want. You're just a little bit worried of failure. Really sitting with yourself, you know, and asking yourself the why and is it from the heart? Is it an offering? Is it something that you feel like will serve and uplift? Um, So not worrying so much about the outcome of the action as you are of the action itself. And these are all ways of starting to get yourself more in alignment. The worst possible thing we can do for ourselves is act out of fear or not act out of fear. And so if we've been comparing ourselves, you know, we decide to post a selfie because we want, we need the likes for validation you know, that's probably not the best idea. It doesn't sound like it's coming from an authentic place. If you post a selfie because you genuinely love the photo and you want to express yourself, that's different. If you're posting a photo because somebody else posted a photo and you need validation now too, there's a lot to explore there, you know. If you wanted to post a photo, but then somebody else posted a photo and it got hundreds of likes and now you're afraid to post the photo because you are afraid you're not going to get as many likes, that's also not acting authentically and I'm using social media as an example because I feel like it's something that's so easily relatable because all of us have social media pretty much Um, some other examples might be that somebody shares their idea at a meeting you know somebody shares their idea at a meeting everybody agrees with the idea 
you have an idea, but you're worried to say it because this other person got such great feedback. And what if you don't get that feedback? It's like you're not, you're staying in a place of inaction out of fear. Or the contrary, somebody had an idea, got great feedback. You need that great feedback. Even though you don't really know if this idea is good or not, you just want to spout it out. Waiting in inaction may actually be better for you in that moment. It may help you generate a better idea. It may help you become more in alignment with your authentic self. So not allowing fear to hijack your actions or put you in a state of inaction. I think that we act from fear a lot. And I think that I've been driven by fear a lot. And what I've grown to learn now is that when I feel those feelings, <laughs> that triggered feeling of, of that, like, oh my God, I'm not good enough. Uh, something, I need to do more. You know, I'm not doing enough. I need to be doing more. There are people who are doing more than me. That motivation is pretty valuable. You know, that motivation isn't evil. But what I do is I sit with it first and I allow the response to wear off and I come back to my worth, to what it is that I'm offering, to what my mission is. I don't want to get hijacked because these other people's missions and what they're doing. I want to stay in alignment with what I'm doing and what my mission is and what feels really good to me, not something that I had to push out to try to keep up. There is beauty in inaction, you know, and there's beauty in contemplation. And sometimes there is nowhere to be. Sometimes, you know, if those feelings come up, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, I'm never going to be able to do this, you might get flooded with feelings of things that you need to do right away, things you need to complete, messages you need to get across for that validation that feels so good. You know, it might start off that way. But if you give yourself time, and you give yourself that inner security and you remind yourself of your inherent worth. And most importantly, you remind yourself of your mission and what you're trying to create, what your life is about. Usually that will just kind of fade away. You know, those other feelings are just going to kind of disappear and dissipate because you've, you're, you've come back. You've outsmarted that wounded distortion. It blinded you for a second, you know. But then you outsmarted it by giving it time and working not necessarily against it, letting it play out in its wounded way, watching it, observing it, and then kind of stepping in from a place of love. You know, there's a saying that love is the opposite of fear. And fear is really the root of all these distorted thinking ideas. We're afraid. We're afraid of being alone. We're afraid of no one loving us and we can be afraid of dying. And those root fundamental fears, I believe, are the driving forces behind pretty much every like neuroses, <laughs> every negative trait people have, all of these different distorted ideas we have. It comes from that place. So if we can generate enough real love and enough real connection to ourselves, we start cultivating those really divine qualities of appreciation of love and respect and authenticity and most importantly connection to our intuition because intuition i believe is a connection to a divine source i think that listening to the intuition is a collaboration between us and cosmic or universal forces and we get really far away from that sometimes 
when we get too bogged down in doubt or fear or comparison or lust or hate or anger or judgment. It blinds us, you know? I'm not saying it's bad to feel those things. All of us feel those things. They're human emotions. We can't demonize emotions. It's just understanding that if we stay in that space, we're not going to be operating as optimally as we could, you know? It's okay to feel whatever we're feeling as long as we're not letting those feelings rule our lives. Because feelings usually result in action if we're not in control. So the key is learning how to feel the feelings and not acting right away. We don't want to make big decisions in the heat of feelings. We don't want to say anything in the heat of feelings. That's how really long-lasting resentments happen. You know what I mean? We're in the middle of a fight. We do something we regret. We're in the middle of the fight. We say something we regret. We're blinded by this wounded part of ourself. It's, we've got to flex that ability to wait. We've got to flex that ability to know when we're feeling these feelings that may not be rooted <laughs> um, in reality of the present moment. And I could go on about that all day. Um, but I think that this was all I wanted to talk about today. The final things I'll say are that never forget that you're worthy. You're worthy of anything that you want. Your life can be whatever you want it to be. You are in control of your feelings. You're in control of your thoughts. And you have so much more power than you may even be aware of. And if you're one of us, you know, because it happens to all of us, if you're someone who gets hijacked by big feelings, if you're someone who makes these actions out of fear or you say things out of fear, there is nothing wrong with you. There's absolutely nothing wrong with you. It's completely human. And it's something that you can absolutely work on, change, take control over to completely change your life, transform your life, transcend to something higher and outsmart your human. <laughs> I also would like to say that if you are someone who wants to offer something to the world and you're afraid to do it because you think that something is saturated, it's just not the case. You know, I live in Austin and everyone's like, oh, I want to be a yoga teacher, but it's so oversaturated. There's always room for more yoga teachers. You know, if you think that you want to do something online, but you think that the spiritual community is too overly saturated or there are too many therapists in a region of the world or whatever, whatever it is that you're wanting to do, if you think that there's not a place for you in that arena, you have something to offer. I cannot stress this enough. There is something that you do that no one else can do. And if it is a calling and you sit with yourself and you get quiet and in the core of your being, it's urging you in this direction. You have to follow it. It doesn't matter the scale. It could be a side project. It could be an Instagram. It could be a creative project. You know, I'm not sure what it is. That's for you to know. That's for you to connect with and that's for you to manifest. But I really hope that you do it. Because I think that the world needs so many more love projects. I think the world needs so many more healers. It needs so many more people acting from a place of intuition and authenticity. I think that's when healing is really going to begin. So I hope that you do it. 
If you have any questions, I do have an email. It's astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. I understand that this is not Astrology Now Podcast, but that is where you can reach me. My website is innerknowing.yoga. If you want to work with me one-on-one, I offer Vedic guidance consultations where we can strategize to overcome roadblocks or implement any type of spiritual practice you've been wanting to cultivate. Um, if you would like a Vedic astrology reading, I do offer those as well. Innerknowing.yoga, go to offerings and then readings. And I will talk to you all very soon. I hope to be posting more frequently. Please leave me a five-star review if you enjoy this podcast and find it helpful. My name is Christine, and this is Outsmarting Your Human. Thank you so much. 